NRL football, uh, Todd Greenberg is on the line. Todd, firstly, good evening, mate, and thank you for your time. My pleasure. Nice to talk to you guys. And uh, I believe you've uh, you've weighed in on this whole debate on the referees' performances last night. What do you think? Oh, I think it's pretty simple. We put some rules in place at the beginning of the year, and I think our match officials did a really good job in the first part of the season. But clearly last night wasn't acceptable, and I was really disappointed in the performance of the match officials in not pushing back on those players and equally disappointed with the players actually trying to take over and, and badger the referees at key moments. So I took an opportunity today to remind our referees in no uncertain terms that we've got rules in place and it's their job to enforce them. Todd, but what can you do to the actual player? I mean, he's got away with it now and I admire Michael Ennis for the way he plays the game. So do I. I'm a, I'm a personal friend of Michael's and I've got great admiration for him, but there's a rule in place for a reason and that is that uh, players can't talk to referees in the middle of a game and last night was unacceptable and uh, I think referees have been reminded today through Tony Archer that um, there are those principles in place and the rules are in place and there's nothing for us to change other than reminding them to enforce them and I think that's you know, very important I mean there's a simple message here, we want to see less talk and we want to see more football and that's ultimately what the fans want to see as well. Hey Todd, I've been reading about um, the NRL maybe, maybe introducing a bunker and it's been around for uh, mate, um, it's been around for a couple of years, but I'm hearing it getting louder and louder. Is it going to come in soon, mate, and how would it work? Well, what we said this week, Gordy, was that instead of other people talking about it, we'd take a sort of leadership role on it and actually see if we can make it happen. And to do that, we need to do a, a genuine piece of work to understand the costs and the challenges and the technology implications of it. But, you know, for me... Uh, the concept of a bunker could be a real game changer. I mean, it could argue, you would argue it could be the biggest thing we bring into the game since we yeah. brought video replay technology in some 15 years ago. And, you know, there's no doubt the three pillars that we've got to help our referees get to. We want more, better accuracy, we want better consistency, and we want a more efficient way to make those decisions. And I think a bunker will help us do that. But, Todd, ultimately, won't the same blokes be making the same sort of decisions and same mistakes? Oh, not necessarily, Danny. I think, um, I think what you'll see over the course of a weekend is we'll have sometimes across eight games 15 or 16 different video referees uh, yeah. sitting in suburban venues at the back of a grandstand trying to make key decisions so with that wide variety and number of people clearly interpretations are going to be mixed and varied the concept of having a central review point where you've got a very small number of people making key decisions and they make them across every game and they can do that in an environment that you know ultimately be much more conducive to make good decisions that's got to have some great outcomes for the game. But again, we've got, to, we've got to work through that. We've got to pressure test that. We've got to understand if we can make it happen. It'll be a big investment for the Commission to consider. But as I said, I think we've got to do the work and we've started that now. So let me just, before I give you back to the fellas, Todd, just for the listeners who are new to this whole concept of a bunker, so all these major video referee decisions, correct me if I'm wrong, are sent to a central location, which is offside or away from the game, and then sent back to the uh, the stadium where the game is being played at. In a nutshell, have I got that right? Yeah, you have. And I just, I mean, I think it's important that fans have an understanding that the game's got aspirations to be bigger and better than where we currently sit. And I, I think that's a good thing, you know. So imagining that there is that central command centre and not only is it making decisions in real time, but there are other things that we can consider in that space. I mean, just consider sitting next to those video referees making key decisions of people who are tapped into our social and digital media strategies where, you know, the, the millions of people that follow the NRL on Twitter and Facebook can actually get the information from a video referee, someone sitting next to him, telling them the reason why he allowed a decision or telling them why he didn't allow that decision to be made. I mean, that, 
that's the sort of technology that's available for the game and that's the direction we want to take it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some investment. It's going to take some work. But I think they're the sort of things that we're looking to explore. You've said twice about the investment. What's it going to cost? Well, that's part of the feasibility, Danny. But, you know, we're talking millions of dollars. Um, You know, it's got to have some significant fibre optic cable to get, you know, games streamed down live in real time. And, you know, we want want to work through that. But... You know, again, I said this the other day. Imagine a time when a refer- when a um, coach can go to a press conference in half an hour after the game. We've already put charge sheets out because we've done them in real time in a mm. central facility mm. where we've got the technology to actually look at those incidents as they unfold instead of waiting till a Monday. Uh, these are all the sort of things that we're challenging ourselves to see if we can deliver. Todd, you might want to speak to Gordy about the feasibility of a bunker because he's got one at the back of his house that he spends a lot of time in. But it is hard to communicate with him, so that might be something you can take up with Gordon over we the next couple of days. We might have some limitations in Gordy's bunker, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk to Gordy about yeah, exactly. that. Hey, mate, but you know what? Isn't, isn't, isn't the best referees out on the middle? And wouldn't it be... Um, and I do watch a little bit of NFL, and wouldn't it be... Like, if they're the best referees in the game and they're looking at a decision and they've seen it live and they've got their own opinion... You know, just like the gridiron, how they walk over and they say, I'm going to have a look at this, and they've got a minute, they walk over, they get the replays themselves, have a look at it, and then they make the decision on the information that they've seen with their um, eyes and they can confirm it with the video referee decision? Well, I'd make two comments, Gordy. First of all, absolutely 100% right that we want the people in the middle, the men in the middle, to make decisions. I mean, ultimately, they're charged to make calls, and that's their job. So we want to fill them with all the confidence we can give them and the leadership to allow them to make as many decisions as possible. We don't, we don't want to see them shirk that responsibility, but you'll, you'll find that the NFL are actually changing their strategy. They're, um, we've looked at what they're doing with a central command facility, as we have with a number of sports. They're getting away from that sideline philosophy um, because of all the issues that they're faced with it. So, you know, ultimately, the best thing that can happen here is this becomes not a decision-making probability, but a, a review system. We want the man in the middle to be armed with enough information and technology himself to make decisions.